Hi, you're listening to Cratrix Culture. I am your host, Sarah Wolf. And today, I almost forgot my name. She's just I was like, what is my name? <laughs> Not identifying with the human form anymore. <laughs> today, we are with the one and only Kimberly McConnell <laughs> for your fourth, fifth time being on this show. Oh, fourth official. Mm-hmm. And then you I made a cameo. So. The one with Jen, Jenny Carnes. What was the non-self-love talk we had? Human design. Oh, duh. Yeah. 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 Okay. So Kimberly was my second guest on this show. You can go back to the beginning of the podcast episodes. We did an, this was in 2020 in February, we did an episode on self-love. It's not what you think. And then in 2021, we reprised that episode and did self-love. It's still not what you think. Which is funny because I don't think we knew what it was then. No. I mean, so we really learned, wasn't we're learning we over here either. Yeah. yeah. Right? <laughs> so we thought it'd be fun to come back again for self-love. Try again. We're trying. <laughs> we're going to get it someday. <laughs> oh. No, we're doing really good. <laughs> We didn't go back and listen to those episodes, so we have no idea what we talked about. I mean, I remember a little bit, but I remember a little bit. Yeah. I think that those episodes were full of a lot of anecdotal things. Mm-hmm. And we were really trying to grasp the root of self-love, mm-hmm. but we were struggling a little bit, I think. Well, we were just, you know, young. Learning. Learning. We were young back then, last year. <laughs> last year. Uh, oh, yeah. that was. I mean, a lot has happened since. A lot has happened. February of last year. <clears throat> but also, it's not really common knowledge. It's not like, like, why are we having this conversation? Because people don't talk about this. Because it's not common knowledge and common understanding what it means to love yourself. So Right. And the so, layers that go with that. And it looks like it's one way, but it's something else. I remember yeah. in the first episode, it was like, you know, really looking at self-love of not just like getting, giving, having, taking bubble baths, mm. yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and like spa days. It's like, it's, it's loving yourself on like, you know, maybe paying off some debt or I don't know. It was like, it was like a mm-hmm. whole different avenue of like looking at self-love from a different lens. Yeah. And then I really don't remember what we were talking about last year about what self-love was. I have no idea. I didn't have time to go back to the episode. I don't remember either. I don't either. Interesting. Well, if you want to hear what we did, I'll put it in the show notes, both <laughs> the last episodes to hear what we talked about. Clearly very And then we can all see together yeah. <laughs> how yeah. we've grown and changed. But I mean, I know for me this past year was some of the deepest work I've done. I wouldn't say that it, I've gone through more excruciating work in the past, but this was just consecutively for a good solid year, just some really, really, really deep ass work. And it was hard. And I think I've like shifted into a whole new being. Who doesn't even remember her name? Apparently. (laughs) I mean. Yeah, it's been a big year for sure. Yeah. I mean, you just took a huge leap of self-love yeah back in December yeah if we're talking about doing things for yourself that are either brave or go against what other people want you to do or that put up a boundary and you disappoint someone you know if we're talking about doing those kind of things then there's I definitely took a step in that weird direction where it's like now I'm unemployed my parents are like okay (laughs) you're gonna be all right like I'm not leaning on them but still it's like the world doesn't expect you to quit your job and then be thriving right that's not the (laughs) yeah that's not the the 
in a sense, the programming that and yeah, what societally yeah. everyone's like signed up for is an agreement that that's like, okay, so quitting your job without, you know, cause everyone's like, oh, you're going to quit your job. What do you, do you have anything else lined up? It's like the first single person, every single that. says, do you have something else lined up and what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. And then being a person that did quit my job and also didn't have things solidly lined up. Like I had things mm-hmm. that I was working on and doing, and I do my sound bass and I have clients and stuff, but it like, you know what I mean? It wasn't like I quit when my business yeah. was booming. I quit when I was just beginning mm-hmm. right to build. And every single time do you have something else? And for months and months and months, like, what are you doing for money? How are you doing? What, like, like the Mm check-in, but it's coming with a weird, the check-in, it's not with like, I don't know, it's like kind of like a skeptic eye that the way they're checking in verbally, right? Yeah. I don't know. There's, I think there's two things to that. I think there's like genuine worry, but also there's like a weird, like, jealousy mm-hmm. like I'd like to be able to quit this thing I don't like how's it going for you still failing I don't know it's like, like right. I hate to be like yeah. so such a downer about it but like you I got that for sure from people who really care about me but also fucking hate their job I could tell they were like what are you gonna do I don't know yet and they were just like okay you know right. like they're almost making fun of you and I'm like mm-hmm. I understand that doesn't make any logical sense but it's also the only choice right now it's the right choice yeah. don't know what's going to happen next, but because the, the self-love in it, mm-hmm. she was in the service industry, right. For far too long, far where it was long. way, you know, us both, you know, it was long overdue. We were not meant to be there anymore in the sense that our spirits couldn't handle it. Our hearts couldn't handle it. Our temperaments couldn't handle it. It was just like, mm-hmm. it was like, you know, we overstayed our welcome in that industry and and there's yeah. some great things to the industry, but when you do it for so long, it just, it, it just takes so much out of you energetically. Mm-hmm. And it gets to a point where it's no, and I'm sure this is the case for everything that is not right for you anymore. It gets to a point where any little tiny thing is just insurmountable and becomes just horrible and you're just not a nice person anymore. And so the self-love aspect, I think this is maybe similar to what we were talking about last Last year. Yeah. Is that it's like doing something for yourself that is hard that you know when it gets to that point Mm -hmm. and it doesn't make any sense, but the only choice is to just free yourself from Mm -hmm. that thing. I don't know where I'm going. Yeah, no, but it's true. And, and having enough like confidence within yourself and what you're being pulled towards that you might have to go against everybody in your life. Mm -hmm. Right. Like not that they're not on board, but like Mm -hmm. it's going against the grain or the natural flow of the way society is set up for us to work in it. Right. And what I've found over the past year is the, the unhooking and the unlayering from those programs of like, really opening myself up to how can I receive income in other ways that's not from a steady source. You start getting inventive. You start saying yes to things that you might not have said yes to when you were having steady income, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and it's just really been that that unhooking from those programs so that I can continue to be open totally. to allow the abundance to flow in from different avenues Yeah, because I was so programmed that it had to look this way yeah. so much. So I was trying to go back to restaurants <laughs> because when things weren't flowing and it still was only looking a certain way to me because I'm like, well, I'm over here and it's not going as fast as I need it to. My only option is this. 
right? Mm -hmm. Instead of like, no, there's other options. You're missing them though, because it's like A or B. What about C or D or E or D? Yeah, so many ways to make money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a huge belief that kept me in the industry for so much longer than needed to be. Is that like work has to be a little painful, and if it's not a little painful, then there's no meaning there, or then you're not really like like why are you even here if work is easy? You know, there's so Mm -hmm. many crazy stories. Yeah, like like money can't come easy. Yeah, yeah, but that's and that's a program. Yeah. And also it's just not true because you, I know so many people that money, they were born with money, money comes easy, or they weren't born with money and money comes easy. And like, I've, I've seen it happen a hundred yeah. times. It's not an actual fact. No, it, it's, you a, know? it's a programming and a belief system. If you yeah. want to sign up and continue the program, yeah. right. And have that be yeah. true for you. Or if you want to forgo that and be like, no, I actually can sit here and make money and let it just flow through. And I don't mm-hmm. even have to put in a ton of effort that can happen. You can set things up where you have residual and passive income. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If that's something that you're looking for and, and also just enjoying your work, even if you mm-hmm. are like, yeah, I have the energy. I want to, I want to keep moving all day. It's like, okay, it can still be something that you enjoy. That's another big story too, is that if you like your work too much, that for some, like somehow that's just like, I don't know, yeah. there's less, there's less value there or something. It's a weird, right? Yeah. I don't even really know the full story, but it's a story Uh for sure because Uh I can see that it's like going in circles and I'm like, there's really no, like how dare you love your work and get paid for it. Right. (laughs) Those don't go together. So funny. Work equals angry, mad, stress. There's grinding. I think, right. I think like older generations feel like there's honor in working really hard and putting food on the table for your family, which I get. I totally get. Actually, I think this is something we talked about last year. Really? Yeah. It's yeah. like how older generations like make you think that it, the the honorable thing is to work really hard and to be a little bit miserable because you're you're sacrificing yourself or someone else. You're self-sacrificing. Right. Which is like such fucking bullshit as well. <laughs> like, why are we doing that? We don't need to do that. We don't need no to do that. No one needed yeah. to do that. Yeah, we don't need to do that. We That's just the don't. The crazy thing is we don't actually need to do that anymore. And- I don't know. I mean, but it's kind of like what we were talking about on our hike this morning. It's like, you know, there, there might be when you're doing a job that you love, there might be tasks that are undesirable, but because you love the whole thing, those tasks aren't as big of a deal Mm -hmm. than when you hate the entire thing. Small extra tasks are like excruciating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, yeah. So then you can like, you can just really love what you do. It's a mindset. It's a deciding what program are you going to allow to keep running in your head? Mm-hmm. It, it really is a decision to, yeah. because everyone could do what they loved. I talk about like, if all jobs went away, right? Mm-hmm. And we didn't have to do these bullshit jobs anymore to, to get by. I put up air quotes for people that are listening. And okay, like, but we still need like our, our community to run. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, if we all just got to play every day and what lights us up, Mm -hmm. we would all naturally fall into different areas because of the passion to keep the community running. Mm -hmm. And then people would just sign up like, okay, Kimberly and Sarah on Thursdays, you know, we'll do trash day. It's fine. Cause I only have to do it on Thursday and I'm doing it to help the community keep our community clean. Right. And then maybe Saturday mornings, I work in the community garden. Mm-hmm. you know and then monday tuesday wednesday is like i get to do whatever i want yeah it's very idealistic but honestly i think that might be the way we're moving is more uh bargain small community mm-hmm. because that feels passionate but if you 
are being forced to be the garbage man and that's not doesn't light you up and you have to do it for 60 hours a week let's well, say the truth is nobody's being forced to do that well no i'm just saying like there's a job that you need to take and right and you get being led that this is kind of like your only option to we have kids and you have a mortgage and blah 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 and the best job that has came on to you was garbage just follow my you're train saying if there is, is if garbage trucking and you got into garbage trucking and you're like great it has benefits it pays the bills but i actually fucking hate garbage trucking like i despise this entire thing but i can't quit because i have a family and i have a mortgage right. and i have bills circumstances right so you're stuck garbage trucking till you retire or decide that you're not actually stuck right but i'm saying i'm going back to the majority of people i'm right. not going into our new like mind frame <laughs> People get stuck. That is what happens. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So they they can't see that there's more. They think they're stuck. Yeah. But then they just spend their life hating it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So point being is if it's a choice to garbage truck, they feel like they don't have a choice. So the anger is there. You were stuck in restaurants feeling deep down that there wasn't a choice or you're too scared mm -hmm. to make the choice. Mm -hmm. So now you're angry about it. Yeah. So everything that's happening is, is popping you off mm -hmm. because you're so angry because you feel stuck. You're too scared to yeah. leave, right? Yeah. Whatever your layers are, that's yeah. what theirs is. But what my point is, is that when you have a community and we live in a different type of society where we get to contribute and it's equally give and take, and you're not being forced to do something you don't want to do just to pay a gas bill, let's say your garbage trucking won't feel as gruesome. Mm -hmm. and also you might be excited to do your thursday garbage trucking yeah no totally um or you there's a neighborhood restaurant and everyone kind of like takes a shift there throughout the week do you know what i mean you gotta no, go I, like I totally, one time I totally know what you mean and and i've been trying to lean into that more now that i made the choice to quit my job because now that i've quit my job it's like i can't keep living the way that i've been living of just pushing through doing things that i don't like and that make me feel drained energetically. Mm -hmm. So I've been trying to do that with my boyfriend. So now what I do is if there's something that I know needs to get done, but I find myself just feeling serious resistance to that thing, instead of just forcing myself to do it, I'm like, I'm not going to do it. And I don't. And mm -hmm. everything is fine. Mm -hmm. Everything's fine. And if it really does need to get done and he comes home and has the motivation to do it, he does it. But honestly, even if it really needs to get done and he doesn't do it, like most of the time, it's fine. We just wait a little bit longer. And then like, then a day comes when I'm like, oh, that's easy. I'll just do it. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it doesn't have to be so like rigid. And so this thing has to get done. It has to get done right now. And I mean, I don't know. I don't have kids. I don't have the whole, <laughs> the whole like taking your kids at a certain time and whatever. But like, I just see that it could be possible to let these tasks and these jobs come when you're ready to do them. Mm -hmm. Because I think that we really could enjoy doing all these things if it's in moderation and it's like on our own terms and on our own timing. Mm -hmm. And then if it's really not for us, there's other people in the community. They're like, that this is actually not it. that. Yeah. Like when I was a kid, my sister and I had chores to do and my job would be to wash the dishes and she, her job would be to rinse the dishes. And I just had, I don't know why I had such a freaking hang up about washing the dishes because I'm like super OCD about certain things. And so I was like, I couldn't do it. And it was so painful for me that she was just like, go do something else. And I just loved that she saw that it just was not happening mm -hmm. for me. And she was just like, I'll do this. You go do something else. And it's such a great example of like, 
we don't all have to be good at everything. We don't all have to force ourselves to do anything. Mm-hmm. We can we can be the person that really enjoys the, doing the trash job. Mm-hmm. You don't mm-hmm. really have a great sense of smell. You love being outdoors. You love the exercise. You love getting to drive. Like you literally never know. Some people really seem to enjoy that job. Yeah. So it's right. like, like the story is there though, that it's like, oh, this is bad. This is good. I have to do this and I have to do that. And like, it's just so silly and so unnecessary. But it is being forced to do things throughout life that you really doesn't light you up and you don't want to do. And you're told, well, suck it up or that's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So then those are going to be playing into other things that you feel like you're being forced. You have to just suck it up and do it. Right. Say that one more time. When you're young, like washing the dishes, yeah, you're yeah. being forced, yeah, yeah. suck it up, Kimberly, wash the dishes, that's yeah. your chore. Instead of your parents going, Oh, look at her. She really doesn't like washing the dishes. Let's just move her into something like it's a chore. You're not going to love it, but let's actually honor her and move her into something that's a little bit more enjoyable. Exactly what we're, what we're trying to do with not working this job anymore. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with this job, but it's not the job that's giving us energy. It's draining our energy. Mm -hmm. So let that be someone else's job. <laughs> right. And we find a different job, but but you're right. We grow up being told that just because you don't like to do something doesn't mean you don't get out of it. Yeah. And it's like, it's not that you, I don't you're literally want to contribute. Being it's not told that you're I don't want to work. To it. Right. It's not that I want to just go be some lazy mm-hmm. thing that just lays around. Like, yes, I do want to lay around. And I also really enjoy contributing. And I really mm-hmm. enjoy the satisfaction of knowing that my talents are being used. And so, you know, it's just like reframing all that shit mm-hmm. that's, it's the I think be. majority of the people who people might think they're lazy or don't want to work actually do want to work, but they're just like us. They want to yeah. do the work that lights them up. They want to contribute in the way that feeds their soul. I think you're right. And maybe they also have trauma from when they were young or different parts of their life where they're forced to do something where the whole time it's like, so then they just check out and all yeah. they want to do is just lay there. Which we know from experience that that's mm-hmm. what you do when you're in something that it's just past its happy place and you're still forcing yourself to be there and you check out. I totally have just spent hours and hours at my previous job, just staring into space Mm -hmm. or like, even when they're like, Hey, you guys aren't doing anything. You should come clean. And I just hate cleaning. And so I would like go pretend I was doing something like just to avoid doing that job that I didn't want to do. And it's like, I have all this energy in me. I love getting my energy out in great ways, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's just, it was just not a match. (laughs) And with this whole part of the conversation, and something that you touched on earlier, that is another form of self-love that I'm finding is since actually the pandemic and being slowed way down is my form of self-love. I don't enjoy any more rushing and mm-hmm. rushing to this and having this day that's so jam-packed and, and I have to be here by this. I really reflected on my nervous system. It was like out of control all those years and like being so busy and being so social and being so many things that now if my schedule starts getting too hectic I'll remove things in a day great to go at a slower pace because I'm now having enough love and um awareness to what actually doesn't serve me and what doesn't serve me is rushing 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 trying to do too many things pleasing other people before myself Mm -hmm. That's overextending me. Yeah, that's big. It's huge. That's a huge part of self-love. And it's 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 a hard thing to practice and yeah. master, right? Another thing I'm learning is like the having boundaries and really expressing to people right away when they've crossed a boundary or their actions to me have become like um, 
you know, it's inside my, my body is saying, I don't like this, but I'm overriding myself to please them. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And instead of then just nipping that in the butt, so I don't have negative energy with somebody else. I mean, like, Hey, this actually isn't working for me. And old me would just never say anything and start having a resentment for them. But now I'm loving myself and loving my relationships, but myself first being like, you know what? It's not resonating with me. This isn't where I might've said yes a few times, but the continuous of this or whatever, now it's not resonating. Yeah. And it's so much better that way though, honestly, like for every party involved, because imagine the situation where you don't say something and then it builds up resentment and then there's an outburst or even if there isn't an outburst, your opinion of that person has changed now Mm -hmm. for something that they didn't realize was not cool with you, you know? And it's like, if, if you like, like you said, nip it in the bud just before, like in a, in a very, um, non-emotional state, because if it, if you let it build, then it gets emotional. If you can Mm -hmm. just in the very beginning before it gets emotional, say it in a way that's not gonna fucking piss anybody off (laughs) or go for it whatever but like just if it's more forward like that in the beginning then um everyone is better off Mm -hmm. you know yeah and you're respecting each other I guess that's all I want to say about that yeah no it's true because it's like even on the flip side if like I kept doing something that someone didn't like and then they had a resentment towards me and then they didn't want to talk to me or be my friend anymore so mad that would be just tell me yeah it'd be so sad but we just get so scared to tell people things. Yeah. Well, cause people react, <laughs> right? <laughs> cause we're not a very evolved species yet. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. Oh yeah. But, um, yeah. Anyway, I, I think those are all, um, so I don't know, recently I had a bit of a change in perspective when it comes to loving myself. I wrote down notes because I didn't want to forget that. and I get really scatterbrained. She did so. more work than I did on I just didn't want to forget no I love it I love when you do that okay great so um because all these things that we're talking about are all great and I I don't want to discount any of them because I think that they're all really important but I also wonder if a lot of them aren't just like byproducts of loving yourself and that in this community of people who are trying to learn to love themselves I think that we can get a little um, hung up on them because we don't really see what's at the root Mm -hmm. and we're getting closer, you know, by seeing all these things of like, I'm not putting up a boundary and I'm not, I'm not taking care of myself. That's closer than I didn't give myself enough sleep or I didn't pamper myself enough. I didn't like, you know, like all that really surface shit, but like we're getting closer, but I still wonder if all of that stuff is a little more topical than um, really understanding the base of it. And so what I've recently thought about, and I mean, we'll just spit all this and see how you feel about it too. Mm-hmm. But my theory is that everybody on earth comes into this life initially being completely understanding and accepting of themselves. They don't have any problems with themselves. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think that's really evident when you look at babies and small children who come in, they're hungry, they're uncomfortable, they're cold, they're whatever. And they have no problem letting the whole world know that they're not happy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like they're not bothered by it and then they learn very quickly that that's not okay Mm -hmm. because people will tell them them. that that's not okay yeah they'll tell them either by like chastising them or like leaving them you know like there's so many very traumatic things that happen to a kid who their survival is like literally based around whether or not you stay yeah (laughs) you know so like it becomes this story that is very important Mm -hmm. whether we're aware of it or not so then it's like okay i have to 
I have to change who I am mm -hmm. to survive. Mm -hmm. And that lingers to, I have to change who I am for other people to stick around and to like me and to keep my job keep and job, to have a relationship everything. and to please like, my family and, and everything to friends. not have some stranger on the street come up to me and be offended by something. Like we've all had strangers say weird shit to us on the street, you know, and it's mm -hmm. like, it's kind of scary sometimes, but it's also just like, that's the reality of what we live in is that we do this to each other all the time because it's been done to us and because mm -hmm. that's our nature. And that's all we know. That's all we know. So my theory is that really though, we, we all come into this planet already totally loving and accepting ourselves. And then we get off course and the rest of the time is spent coming back to that. And I think we look for love and self-love in so many ways mm -hmm. without really understanding that what we're really looking for is for us to love and accept ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so we look for it in other people. We look for mm -hmm. it in relationships for them to validate that I'm lovable. We look for ways we can prove to other people that we're lovable by having a great job, having a great car, having a great house, mm -hmm. having a perfect face, having a whatever, whatever, all the things. Like I, I'm honestly convinced that it's, it seeps through every single part of our lives. Mm -hmm. And that like the true journey of this life is to find a way back to actually loving yourself, which brings me to another point that I think there's this, this, narrative in this group of people right this group of people the people trying to figure out how to love themselves <laughs> um i think there's this narrative that you just have to find a way to like accept the stuff you don't like about yourself mm -hmm. I've, i'm learning to accept it mm -hmm. and there's something like really special about i've accepted it but in my opinion when i hear that it just sounds like they've fucking given up right I've accepted it. I've made peace with it. And they're still not loving that. No. Right? They, they still freaking resent that thing. Mm -hmm. There's no part of them There's that's, not, actually that's actually stoked about accept, it. Accepted it. Yeah. Yeah. And accepting is so general. It's so neutral. It's mm -hmm. so like, I don't love it. I don't hate it. I've made peace with it. Okay. But like, how is that loving yourself? But how that's, is that actually That's another it? like program, right? It's like, for instance, <laughs> like it just what comes up is like being in a relationship and like, well, you got to compromise. Well, you got to blah, blah, blah. Instead of like, why can't we all just be like blissfully in love and why like it's just compromising or settling right you're settling yeah you're settling. you still haven't found the root to you're settling okay. love yes which i would like to try to get to so they i i agree i think that it's like settling that's a great word for it. Settling. It's it, and that goes to like I think many of us just settle, right? Yeah. In 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 so many areas because it that that like bleeds to like it's the same thing. Like yeah. Well, this is my job. Yeah. Well, this it's is my partner. Point. It's a great. Well, point. these are my friends. Well, this is my house. Well, <laughs> this is where I live. Even though circle because we've been trained to to just accept the fact that we have a feeling about something and that's not enough. Mm -hmm. Or that feeling is just, is not right. Is, is not right. And that's what I struggle with a lot of my life. So why I struggled with boundaries and why I struggled with speaking up when things bothered me is because something was still instilled in me when I was really young, that my feelings weren't valid, mm -hmm. that I wasn't valid. Like I, I wasn't allowed oh, to have those feelings. One. I wasn't allowed to feel to. It's a very common to be, thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really fucking sad. Yeah. It is. It is really sad. And it's also understandable if you think about the fact that our parents were a not instilled with that either. Mm -hmm. And that they were so fucking busy and overwhelmed because of the way things are set up that they were just like, I can't mm -hmm. with what you have going on right now. Like I have my thing going yeah, on and my shit and like unresolved stuff. stuff I don't even know about that's like mm -hmm. running the show. And then just there's just so much, you know, so it's like many. 
you know it's like if you look at it from that perspective really we can't blame Mm -mm. anybody Mm -mm. for not having the capacity and like I have to have that compassion with myself because I'm that way with animals sometimes where I'm just like I don't have the capacity to deal with this and I want to let you be you and I am struggling you know so it's like it's I'm trying to have compassion for myself with that too but it's like we can see how it's it's nobody's fault Mm -mm. but we do have to like we have to figure it out <laughs> in order to like ever get to a place where we understand the root of it. Mm-hmm. So there's more. So yeah, my theory is that um, that there are two reasons why we stop loving ourselves and or start hating ourselves because it's a binary. I learned that from human design. Okay. So my main gate is the gate of self-love and it is equally the gate, the gate of self-hate mm. because everything's a, a binary, a polar opposite in design and in reality. So loving stopping loving yourself and starting to hate yourself are pretty synonymous in my mind so my theory is there are two reasons why people do that the first reason is because of the stories Mm -hmm. and they start to compare the reality of who we are with the image of who we think we should be Mm -hmm. so immediately there there's resistance to reality Mm -hmm. and there's comparison and there's a reason to start questioning who you are, the reality. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's the first reason is from the stories that we hear and that we're told and that we come up with as to why we need to be different. First reason. Second reason is because once we start masking to try to match that reality, that ideal situation, there's a genuine anger at the fact that we're not letting ourselves be authentic. Mm-hmm. I think there's some part of us that recognizes I'm, I'm being fraudulent right now. Mm-hmm. I'm being fake. I'm pretending to be this way. So they'll like me. And there's a part of us that thinks like, like you're, you're betraying yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm being betrayed by Self-betrayal myself. Self-betrayal is huge. Huge. And I think that we're, we can't hide that from ourselves. We know we're lying. We know we're masking and trying to be someone else. So it's like, we can pretend, but you can't lie to yourself. Mm-mm. Yourself knows that you're betraying yourself mm-hmm. all the time. So, <laughs> so it's like self-hatred. Not because you hate who you are, it's self-hatred because you're not allowing yourself to be authentic. To be who you are. Yeah. So So then does anyone even really know who they are? It's like if they've spent their so long. Honestly, I have thought about that so many times. Betraying and betraying and what is true for them and being, but sometimes you're being even forced to betray, right? Okay. We live in a society, we have to have money, right? So we betray ourselves to go out and get a job so that we can live within the constructs of this society until we realize like, oh, there's other ways to do it, right? Let's just say the initial enter in. Yeah, We weren't gifted the path of just off the boat. Like you just get to go (laughs) into la la fun life of making money, you know? So you're like, well, I'll just take this job and sure, I'll learn something and blah, blah, blah. I don't remember where I was going with this <laughs> at all. Um, it's funny. You and I are both um, in human design. We have right brains and right minds is the term. And it's like, a, it's just a goose chase. Yeah. There's really nothing to hold on to. There's so many different stories going all at once. And it's just totally. like, well, <laughs> it'll come back. Where were they going? We were, <laughs> yeah. We were talking about. Um, oh, so. Self-betrayal. Yeah. So you're forced to, in a sense, betray thyself, mm-hmm. right? Maybe even going to school for you into the, mm-hmm. into the mm-hmm. elementary structure of a horrible system anyway, that we should not be having schooling like the way we do. You're being forced to self-betray the minute you will go into that institution. Yeah. And the people all around you who support you and keep you alive are enforcing it. 
Yeah. Because most of the time there's nothing I can do about it. Most of the time they're like, I can't stop working to homeschool you. Or like, we can't right. move to get you into a different school. And so it's like, yeah, this is I what understand you got. what you mean by feeling forced. It's like, once you're a grown up, you have more choices, but this is the priming ground. This is mm-hmm. where you're learning all of it. So of course, so you don't think you have the choices right. and you don't know that you've been betraying thyself for so long. Right. right. And you don't even know, how do you know who you are? You've been masked and shoved and pushed and 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 like the the layers of the concrete have been going on and going on and going on how how do you even know well in my opinion you don't necessarily know but you can still tell when you're not being you right because your internal yeah it's It's like a ding it's like a ping it's like you're lying every yeah (laughs) every single thing to be excited about that whether you're really paying attention to not even if you're not paying attention you could probably think back and be like oh yeah i did have that that little ping inside and everybody has it yeah you don't have to be spiritual or woo woo or to have intuition we're born with intuition whatever that looks like to you of what that feels like in your body, but we all have it. We all know when we've said something that's self-betraying, when we're about to do something that's self-betraying and just even in a day, like there's things I'll say yes to. And then the day comes and I'm like, I don't want to do that. It's not in alignment for my day, but then I have this whole internal war because I promised them that I would go. I said, yes, now I'm going against my word. Now I have to come up with something. No, I just really don't want to do that today. Now I have other things that I want to do. Yeah. It doesn't feel alignment. That's like, what's so wrong with that? What if we, instead of being a culture that lied about why we're not interested in going anymore, we just say, you know what? It sounded great at the time. And now I'm actually feeling like I don't want to go no hard feelings no it doesn't next time you know anything it does nothing no reflection of the person that you want to do stuff with right I I had a girlfriend who this is like like weeks ago she was like I would love to catch up she gave me a list of things that we could do to catch up I chose go get some tea or coffee right because that's all I had the energy for and then that turned into somehow there was a yoga expo. And then now we're going to go spend what I thought was like an hour or two of coffees turned into an entire day of yoga expo. And my insides literally had like, as we were inching towards the days, like a war was happening in wow. my body, but I wanted to be a good friend. And I didn't want her to think I was boring and blah, but I'm literally abandoning myself because my body was like, I do not want to go to a yoga expo. I love yoga. I don't want to go spend a day in an expo. Yeah. And then finally it turned into something so much bigger than me and took way more days of my life than it needed to. Cause I wasn't just being honest yeah. that that's not what I wanted to do. Yeah. Cause I didn't want to be looked at. Isn't it crazy? And that I was a boring friend. Right. So there's a story. Yeah. I don't want to be perceived. And I don't know why I ever thought that someone thought I was a boring friend. Like I made that shit up. No one's ever yeah. told me you're a boring friend. Yeah. Well, and even if they did though, Sarah, that's, that's the, that's actually a great segue into the next little Ooh. bit that I was thinking about. <laughs> yeah. All right. So if you don't mind, or were you, did I interrupt you? Or? No, I'm just, I'm, that was, I got my point across. I, yeah. I think you, yeah, you nailed it with the fact that there's these stories that run us, that make us not be honest about who we are and betray ourselves. And it happened since the very beginning. And now we've carried it into things that aren't actually necessary for our survival anymore. It's just like, it's, it's necessary for our social survival of what mm-hmm. we think we think we need and we think we want. So here's my thought about this. There's a lot of energy that we put towards um, living up to the stories, right? Mm-hmm. 
which essentially is just resisting the reality. And then when we're in that state where we're resisting reality, we get to the point where like, I don't want to be resisting reality. So I'm going to try and accept this thing. Mm -hmm. So now we're resisting the fact that we're resisting reality, Mm -hmm. which is so fucking silly if you think about it. But, but what I'm getting at is that there's, there's a lot of energy behind that wanting to fix this part of myself. And if we started noticing what the story is, Mm -hmm. instead of just paying attention to why I'm not matching up to the story, focus on what the story is and then turn that energy towards questioning the story instead of questioning why you don't match up to the story. Mm -hmm. And then maybe we can see that that story is not actually true. It's not actually what we believe, what we want to believe. We can see in the world examples of why it's not true. Mm -hmm. And then it's almost like the rest of it just fizzles away because you don't anymore need to live up to that story because the story isn't really what you want. Mm -hmm. Right. You see what I'm getting at? Yeah. So my theory is that learning to love yourself, the work that we do to try to learn to love ourselves is not so much about accepting ourselves or Mm -hmm. having a spa day or being Mm -hmm. nice to ourselves. These are all things that like will happen, yes, Mm -hmm. but the real crux of the work is figuring out what the stories are in your mind that are making you unhappy and unwinding them. Mm. And going to those seeds. Yeah, and questioning the authority that set those in motion. Mm -hmm. And because like, I have just seen this so many times where there's somebody walking around the streets who like, either like they they have something about them that if I had that about me, I'd be like, not okay with it. You know what I mean? (laughs) Okay. But yeah, I mean, we all have it. We all have it. We all have it. Everyone has it. It's always different. Mm -hmm. And what's funny is that like, I might have the exact same thing as somebody else and we'll both have totally different stories about it, you know? Mm -hmm. And like one person's totally fine with it. The other person's not totally fine with it. But when you see those people who have not made peace with those things, they they've embraced it. They, they haven't worked on accepting it and giving up. Mm -hmm. They've found a way to really fucking enjoy it. Mm Mm-hmm. It's so sexy and it's so just like, I, like I recognize that I shouldn't think that's cool, but like you're killing it. Right. And it's so refreshing. And so just like, it just makes you realize that like the shit that we're worried about really doesn't fucking matter. And like really just coming in and enjoying being alive is what it's about. And that's really all we want. We all Mm want to come back to just loving ourselves and Mm -hmm. letting ourselves be ourselves. Mm -hmm. And it's so nice to see people that do that and that don't worry about it it's like my little tiny pee hole can be like a pee hole <laughs> you have a pee hole she has a pee hole my pee brain i think is what i have <laughs> her tiny little pee hole never gonna live that down my little my little like little freak out in my yeah. head is gonna be like that's not okay though but it's like okay but would you rather be freaking out about how that's not okay instead of questioning the story of why that's not okay and yeah, like, where's your programming behind that, that that yeah. is giving you a reaction? Yeah. And do you want to just keep living your entire life based on these stories that are not true, equivocally true? They are opinions and they are not the same for everyone. Mm-hmm. There's entire cultures that believe certain things. So just because our entire culture thinks that there's like a certain specific set of things that makes you beautiful does not make it true. Not at all. At all. And you can see people walking around that don't match that, that are confident and feel sexy and enjoy, not just just accept, enjoy. Mm -hmm. They like, they're really leaning in and it's like so gorgeous and Mm -hmm. so wonderful. And so anyway, I think I'm beating a dead horse here, but no, you get the idea. Yeah. It's, they've found a way to unhook from 
any from, I mean, they might have other stories that they're working on, but they found a way to unhook from the societal story. Yeah. In a sense that a lot of us carry the societal story. I talk a lot about programming because as I'm working through programming, I'm really seeing like, it's all fucking programming. It's all. It's all programming. That's why they say if you were ever placed into a different time that you wouldn't survive because you don't know the customs and people be like so taken back by you that Mm -hmm. they would literally kill you Mm -hmm. because you'd be too. So like (laughs) we have to fit into a degree. Otherwise people are, you know, like there has to be, it's threatening to them, but they don't know why. And actually I was just thinking about this last night about the hive mind. And like, there's so many parts of me that I, over the years have unhooked from the hive mind. I, I can see it for what it is. I can see things happening. I can see people acting and being in a certain way and they are unconscious to it because mm-hmm. they're plugged into the hive mind. Yeah. And I can choose to be a part of the hive mind in certain things, or I can choose not to, but it's a choice because I've learned to unplug from the hive mind. Mm -hmm. And in the unplugging from the hive mind, it that also having a greater self-love is taking yourself, not feeling like you need to be a part of this thing and being okay to walk out on a limb by yourself for a little bit until you find others that are, you know, taking a walk on the wild side, right? Yeah. That there's freedom in that. And then there might be parts of my mind that are still plugged into a hive mind that I'm not fully of conscious of, right? Otherwise you would be a wicked freak, dude. Way more freaky than you already I are. I mean, yeah, you think so? Yes, mm-hmm. 100%, me too. I would like to challenge There were that. days where you wouldn't get up. There'd be days where you would be, you would be, I, me too. Every single person, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is we're all relatively but it's so like, similar. What would humans be like if we completely got Great to question. just live in authenticity and what needs to go away from that though is this bullshit structure of society where you have to make money that's the biggest thing i feel like that needs to it's in the way it's in my way Mm -hmm. it's just in my way i'll be honest it's in my way because i'm great and happy in my life the way i'm living it and the only time now that i get a little like or stress yeah has to do around keeping this afloat right because I've unplugged myself so much that I'm like, I am stoked with everything that I do. I love doing my podcast. I love doing my sound baths every other week. I love this. I love that, right? We had a photo shoot the other day. We just got to play, right? Yeah. Did we make money doing it? No, but it felt so good to do it and just take an entire day mm-hmm. of play, we want to go, I think what our soul is craving is to go back to the days where we get to play and just like be our authentic selves, fully the expression of authentic selves. Yeah. And all that bullshit needs to get the fuck out of our way. Right. And I also would like to add to that, that I think there are a lot of stories around why we can't be our authentic selves that stop us from doing it in our normal days that we we could question those stories Mm -hmm. and we might find that we actually can be our authentic freak in that way and we won't die. But you couldn't be that authentic freak going into the restaurant and being a hundred percent you because there's constructs there. You'll, they'll be like, you, you can't work here anymore. Yeah. And, and I wouldn't have worked there anymore. Well, yeah, you would have gotten fired. But there's places, you know what I mean? Like I do, but like, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. This idea that 
we have a story, can't do that because then they'll kick us out. Okay, so if they kick us out, then I guess we have to find a job we don't get kicked out of. Mm-hmm. Guess we have to find a job we actually like by being ourselves. Right. And who knows if that's possible? Who knows if that's possible? It might be possible though. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like we're getting a little esoteric here, but at the end of the day, it's like, this is a spiritual. Right, 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 right. (laughs) But I'm also like, I try to be practical in a way that it's like, what can we take away from this? You know, and I really do believe that it all comes down to the fact that we're all trying to get back to learning, to to loving ourselves, Mm -hmm. to inherently actually enjoying and loving Mm -hmm. ourselves, which is easy. I'm not saying it's easy to get there. I'm saying when you do really love yourself, it feels easy. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't feel like you have to accept something or push something down or pretend like you don't see something that you see. Mm -hmm. It's easy. Or feel something that you're not supposed to feel, right? It's just accepting reality as it actually is. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. Here we go again. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Basically, just just, that we all want to, at the end of the day, we want to come back to loving ourselves. Yeah. And that there are stories that we hold in our minds that stop us from doing that. And even if those stories are things that the whole world agrees on, it's still a story. It's true. So even if we think like, I can't do that because there'll be very real consequences, we actually don't know. And we don't know if, even if those consequences happen, we won't be better off like losing the job. Right. You know, I I mean, it's just fun things to think about. But if like, you know, where the pandemic was great is (laughs) there's a lot of great things that happened with that. There really was. I agree. (laughs) Is if everyone's forced out of a story, new stories can be had, right? New stories can form. That's a great point. So it's like everyone was forced out of a rat race life. And a lot of people through that got to see like, I didn't enjoy that ever. Yeah. I don't like that to be the collective story. Yeah. I want to now change this collective story. See, Sarah, that's a great point. So it's like one of us who does that shows the rest of us that it's possible when the whole world had to do it, it's such a good point. Then we all realized, hey, we don't actually have to do this. Yeah. We had a story that we did. Mm-hmm. Literally everybody thought, can you imagine those people being like, I don't really want to go to work, but I have to. That's the story is I have to, or I can't work at this job. But like, literally, that's not true. Mm-hmm. It's literally not true. No, because we could survive completely on this planet with no one going to work. We don't have to work. We actually, there's ways to have free energy. Yeah, that's true. Right? That's true. There's ways to have aqueducts, to have free water flowing. We really, as a whole world, could say, guess what? We are done. I was thinking about it the other day, actually today. You know, there's some jobs out there and some corporations and some things that like, because I was like, what if I went and worked at a corporate job? Or what if I worked at a corporate job for like 20 years? And then I was like, I can't do this anymore and left. There's a reason why I never worked a corporate job. <laughs> and I was thinking about like, let's say, for instance, my sister-in-law works for a bank, a big banking institution. And over Christmas, I find out what her job is and something with marketing, I'm like marketing and a bank, like marketing the bank like who gives a shit right so I was just thinking about like doing jobs everyone's doing not everyone but there's a bunch of people doing jobs that actually in the grand scheme of things don't fucking mean anything like they're just dumb like they don't have any they're not contributing to society in a way that's meaningful on any level I'm not saying that her job is meaningful I'm just saying like she doesn't even like her job so it's fine if she hears this 
but do you see what I'm saying? Like what, who fucking cares about a marketing of a bank? Who gives a shit? Why is anyone doing that job? And why is there any drama around it? And why is anyone wasting their time doing it? It means nothing. That's why I could never do those jobs. Cause I'm like, why am I sitting here doing this? It doesn't mean anything. Right. It means nothing. It's not contributing to the world and the earth and the plants and the people and expansion it's just you're saying a made-up drama those jobs don't need to be here they can all go away and we can all just take care of our little world yeah yeah because they don't mean anything i feel you i understand where you're going they're not helping the the whole world work in a better way no No, they're but like for that one for instance is just marketing a fucking bank yeah but all those people out in the world don't look at life the way that you do you know oh no i know (laughs) but you know what i mean though they don't see like they want to go beyond just taking care of this planet so much so that they've ignored taking care of this planet taking care of this planet is not even important to a lot of people right i know a vast majority it's really unfortunate yeah they haven't they don't care no they don't even see it no it's i mean that's fine that's just where they're at but i i do look at that i've always looked at things differently i look at it with like a different eye of like looking at it from afar right like why are we doing that it means nothing. Mm-hmm. And then someone could come like, well, all of it means nothing, Sarah, and you're in a dream. And this is just an astral projection. Right. I get that. But then can, so if that's true, can't we just play? If that's true, can we just, all of that just not, can like, we just we don't just do it. Play, Sarah? Can you yeah. just live that life where right? you just play? That's then the, that's the, the question. Story, then Sarah, let them do what they're doing and go play. Exactly. And like, I'm like, I'm really working on that. I'm, yeah. Yeah. And that's a story. Yeah, that's a story because I'm clearly not past the story. Obviously, you right. can hear it in what we're talking about. Right. I'm still trying to find a way out of that story. But that's the fun part of this is like everything is a story. And if we stop trying to push ourselves to fit the story and start questioning the story, that to me is the root. That's the key of understanding how to like start actually loving yourself. And like, I think that when you do that, it's like if you like, okay, imagine you've seen kids that are not at all worried about the way they're perceived, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. It's easy. There's something about them that doesn't even question, doesn't even question it. Mm -mm. It's the stories that come in that make them question it. Mm -hmm. So we're all just trying to get back to not questioning it anymore. Mm -hmm. So the stories need to be questioned. We have to stop questioning ourselves and start questioning the stories. Yes. That is such a great thing. Right now, how do we do that? right because now you how do you question the story because now you have to train your eyes third eye eyes intuition to be able to see and question the actual story now you have to go and look for the story Mm -hmm. right so there's a different quest yeah yeah i think that whenever there's a there's something that comes up a trigger that comes up where you feel like you're about to betray yourself that's when you can start to look for the story Oh, that's so fucking mm. good. Mm. Mm. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm really excited to see with that nugget alone going into this next year mm. and reprising mm. again, what like now that we have that to go in and work that and see what happens yeah. over an, another year. Yeah, me too. Because but, that's 
really key. And I want to think so. I don't know what that fully looks like. I, yet. Know, I don't either. know what, how navigating that looks like yet. I know, but I know that it's going to be work because it, it's like, it's a concept right now, mm-hmm. but to actually make it make change in our lives, it's going to have to make us do some weird shit, you know, some more weird shit. Well, it's going to have to, we're going to start doing things differently. That's the mm-hmm. only thing that's going to make change, you know? So knowing this, which I honestly do think this is really the crux of it, but it's like, okay, once you find out what the story is, can you really trust your own intuition about it instead of what you've been told all these years? Mm -hmm. That's maybe. And it might take you days to sit with it till you find that. It's not like you're just going to tune in and be like, oh, I got what I feel about it. Like, no, you might have to like ponder it for a minute. Yeah. And also, I don't think that, um. Like, I think that we really need to find it instead of going along with this game of like pretending like we believe it. Like, just because you realize there's a story you wish you didn't believe doesn't mean you don't. Right. And, and being honest with that, exactly. hey, guess what? You're still plugged in. I'm yep. still plugged into a money story. I've done a lot yeah. of fucking work on it. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm still in a certain angle about it. I haven't fully gotten to the other side. Yeah. And that's yeah. fine. Like, I think I need to like give myself some grace of like, you know what I mean? Totally. Hey, yeah, you, you're not all that's like up step. here and way up here. You are step. in that's the actual, story. That's actual loving yourself is mm-hmm. recognizing the reality and saying that's okay. Mm-hmm. And let's, let's work on it. And I, I really do think that for this questioning of the story to work, we have to actually find examples that we believe. If we're just hoping that we're going to stop believing that story, it's the same thing as trying to accept ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's we're brushing past the reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's never actually going to be easy. Mm-hmm. But if you can, if you can realize, okay, I have a story around money, for example, where do I know people in my life who don't have that story? Mm-hmm. And why do I think that it has to be any different for me? What are all the stories behind that? Right. Can I find a example of somebody who doesn't live off that story? Can I find an example of somebody who um, who has like a different story, like there's even just to convince your mind that it's possible. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to all of a sudden have a transformation, but even just to get you to realize and believe for real that it's possible to not have that story. I mean, yeah, because here's a, here's a, a food for thought though, is we do believe yeah, that why? Why because we otherwise that? we wouldn't have left our jobs. We do have I that belief. Yeah. Right. We do. But now, but there's still, but there's still parts of it that are so sticky. Right. There's still pro like, okay. Like deep down, clearly I fucking believe it. And I believed it. Otherwise I wouldn't have been able to make the leap. Yeah. But now that I made the leap. Yeah. There's like, Ooh. Okay. So you do believe that it's possible to make money in other ways, but you still believe that it has to be a little painful maybe, or you still believe that maybe there's still a belief that even though it's like, there's a huge belief that it can happen and I've seen it happen. I witnessed it and I know what's out there, but there's still a belief. Well, it can't happen to me. Maybe. Right. Right. So that's the only like little anchor that's still pulling back. Pulling and back, and pulling back. why can't it happen to you? Finish the sentence. It can't happen to me because I don't know. Right I now. think this is the work though. Yeah, it See? is. Can't happen and to me because, because then, then that goes into, that. <laughs> right. But then that goes into self-love, right? Well, then there's a part of me that's still unhealed in the way that I look at myself. I'm I'm not saying this is true. I'm just talking. I mean, it could be true. Let's, but I'm just going to go with it mm-hmm. that. 
okay, if, if, if you're having the statement, it can't happen for me, there's a part of you that doesn't love yourself enough or believe in yourself enough to think that, or you, that you're, maybe you're not special enough or something like, oh, that, cause it's a common thing. People hold this one a lot. Oh, they can have it, but I could never. Okay. What is that? Yeah. Right? And I also, oh, that all was works for them, but that would never work for me. What is, what's that part? Yeah. Well, there's a story. Yeah. There's definitely but why, a because a lot of people hold that story. Well, maybe, maybe it's not such a negative story. Like I'm not worth it. Although it very well could be, maybe it's also just a story of like, because I refuse to take a job that takes up all my time. Maybe it's something like, there's a story that like, in order to do that, you'd have to have a job that takes up all your time and you refuse, which right. is a story. But I'm talking about even the deeper story of yeah, going away from the job about, I just want to kind of see if we can find the, 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 the core or the seed to this. Cause it, it's coming up really strong about people feeling they can have it, but I can't, what is that? What is the, what is that yeah. malfunction in ourselves? Yeah. What is that misinterpretation? What, where, yeah. where did I that get you. planted and by who and why? Because so many people have it that, oh, that's great for them, but it could never happen for me. What's mm-hmm. that seed? That's what I want us to f- try to find right now. Okay. So I have a little story mm-hmm. and you have probably heard the story and you probably have a similar story, but I remember when I first wanted to be an actor and I first started, I went to this giant casting call and there were like hundreds of people in this room and they said, who wants to come up and do a scene? I'd never acted in my life. And I raised my hand. I was like, I want to do it. Went up did a scene because I put myself in front of, I was like 14 because I did my like 12, put myself in front of the stage. All the agents that were there saw me. Right. And I was immediately signed, immediately got multiple agents, immediately started like auditioning and working and everything, whatever. And that version of me wasn't coming up with stories why I couldn't. Mm-hmm. This version of me has a bunch of stories no. why I can't. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. I'm no different my talents, my skills, mm-hmm. who I am is exactly the same, but I didn't have any stories stopping me from raising my hand. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important, actually. So where did you get those stories from then? Especially, let's just go on the on the thing with acting, right? Well, I don't know where I got the stories, but I, the point of what I'm trying to get at is that it's only the story's fault. <laughs> yeah. It has nothing to do with me, and I don't need to become better at anything because I was worse then, but I just didn't have any stories. Right. So really it's like, we think in our minds without even knowing what the story is, that there's a valid reason. There's a story of there's a, there's a something wrong with me, but we're not getting it. All the people that go out there and are successful are just like you. Yeah. Without stories. Right. They're just in that area. They might have stories somewhere else. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Just that's their area. That's story free. Exactly. So they are willing to put themselves out there and fail and try again and and look like a fool or whatever because they have no mm-hmm. stories attached to that. But they're the same as you. They're no better than you, you know? Mm-hmm. I think that's actually really Or they important. have stories and they're just not listening to them. They're like, okay, great. I see you story. Maybe. I'm just not going to believe. I'm just not going to let myself go down that path of the story. Maybe. Again, I think if you're going to take that tactic... By proving yourself right, you could break the story, mm-hmm. but you would also really have to be willing. I don't know. It's like, I don't want to get stuck in that trap again of trying to accept, pretending like this thing doesn't bother me. It's like, how can you sit with the reality of you feel like there's a story here, but that you are going to try and walk around it anyway? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. 
I don't know if you can do these things with a story and just make yourself do it. Or do you have to get rid of the story? I think it's both. Maybe both. Maybe both. I think it's overriding. It might if be it's, totally if it's easy there, like that. Might, yeah. yeah, just overriding it. you've done it, you prove yourself right. You right. know, you see you can do it and you're like, the story just fucking goes away. You're like, oh, I guess I can. Story yeah, off. like why did I even have that story in the first place? Makes no sense. Yeah. But it's like, God, where do we even come up with this shit? Or like, sometimes I've found myself having a story that was never even my story. I overheard someone else talking about mm-hmm. the fucking story. Mm-hmm. Then I adopted the story as my own story. That's how a lot of And it wasn't even my sense. story. So like that being said too, is like, we need to all shut up and stop talking yeah. so negatively about anything because yeah. we're infecting each other. Yeah. Well, because we see that the other person believes it so vehemently, they live their life around it, that we think there must be something valid about it. Right. And we do that on a, on a grand scale. We do it with one person, one prominent person, like our parents or a sibling. We do it with the fact that the entire society believes a certain way. We think, well, then it must have some validity mm-hmm. when it's just an opinion. Mm-hmm. It's a story and it is not true. And it has changed throughout history, just like beauty standard, standards have dramatically changed. If you look at the women of the 20s versus the women now, completely different. And men found those women incredibly attractive. And now mm-hmm. men find these women incredibly attractive, whatever. But well, beauty right. is not even a standard that lasts no. through time. None of it is. Literally none of it. Having one spouse is a standard that has not lasted through time. Men used to have 300 wives. And 300? that- Yes. Jesus. What is the point of even getting married? It's like a, it's a, um, it's a money thing. They're, what am I trying to say? It's a dowry. They they're, a, they're a, they're a, they're a, oh shit. They're, they're, it's like having a hundred cows. You have a hundred women. Because oh, back in the day, women were, there's a word I'm looking for, but it's like, anyway. That's a lot. Okay, it's, okay, okay. it's money. So currency, currency. currency. Right. Thank so you. they like, if they were to have sex with their husband, they maybe got to have sex with him like one day out of the year. Yeah, seriously. But <laughs> women were cattle at that time. And so that's so, another great example. That's it's a like a whole other podcast. Well, you see what I'm saying? Like there, these are stories that we all live by. And those women fucking lived with that story. Many of them probably questioned it. Many of them probably didn't. Many of them were just like, yeah, this is, this is what I am. This is what I was born to be. And I will embrace it. They actually come to enjoy their prison, you know, like it's all stories. Yeah. Every single bit, every single bit. Who do we become if we unplug from the stories? Mm -hmm. Who do we become? Who do we become? Yeah. I think this went better than I expected it would. I think so too. I mean, not that I thought it would be bad. I knew it would be great. I but did I not think know we just, that it would be great. It always <laughs> turns out great. I mean, I hope you guys listening and watching think so too, but I personally think so. That's why I keep doing it. Yeah. I mean, I think I think I would love to leave it right here. Me too. And see what we can accomplish in the next year running off of this, like I was saying earlier. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Great. High five. High five. <laughs> go question your stories. Yeah. Go question them. <laughs> well thank you everyone for watching and listening and thank you for kimberly for coming over and happy valentine's day if you're watching and listening to this on valentine's day go unplug from your stories give yourself some proper love and we will talk with you again soon bye bye